Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, August 24, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, let's review what the thing that's most prevalent on the charts is first, which is we're teetering around the Irene number. We'll get back to that in a moment, but as you can see, today is going to finish as an up day. The market's still active as I begin this video. It's a few minutes before the close. It's not gonna impact anything I discuss in the video. The market's gonna finish positive today, which is a positive, but not a tremendous up day, but it's green nonetheless. It was an on-time type of situation. What we need to see going forward for the bulls is follow through. Remember, we have this Jackson Hole Federal Reserve geniuses meeting starting, I believe, tomorrow on Thursday, and Jerome Powell will give his speech on Friday. So the question is going to become, is the market going to collapse based on what's discussed at Jackson Hole, or is the market going to pop based on what's discussed at Jackson Hole? It doesn't matter what's discussed at Jackson Hole, the market's going to react one way or the other. You could see this week we've been somewhat lackluster. They're stuck in the mud leading up to what we'll term as Kabuki Theater annexed. Annexed over in Jackson Hole. Now, let's circle back to Irene for a moment. I'm going to show you something very, very interesting. But before I do, let's have the talk. 41020 is the number. It's actually a little bit different than that, but 41020 will suffice. We just use 410 for argument's sake. If she closes below 410, look out below. Remember, that's good night Irene, and believe me when I tell you, you don't want to see what she looks like when she wakes up in the morning. Now, let's get over to something very, very interesting. This is the e-mini chart. It's the S&P futures chart. Now I want to show you the low overnight. Four o'clock this morning, the low is 4110.75. Now we're back to the spiders. This is the hourly chart. What if we take current price in the futures? I shouldn't have gone back to the SPY, but what about current price in the futures? 4144. This is not going to be exact to the tick. It's going to be enough to prove the point. 4144. Minus 4110.75 equals 33.25. Now, if we look at the SPY chart and we translate that into SPY numbers, 33.25 is basically $3.33 rounding. So if we take 413.50 where it is right now and we subtract $3.33, what do we come up with? Right around 410. 22, 410, 20, 25, whatever it is, it's right on the number. She went to visit Irene last night. Four o'clock in the morning, Irene had a knock on the door. Guess what? Irene is the doorway. She went down to test the doorway. Irene got tested and we're above the Irene number in a positive day. Now, it wasn't a big positive day by any stretch of the imagination. However, I'm looking at the test overnight in the futures of the Irene number as extremely important. Again, getting below that number, 
Look out below. You don't want to see her in the morning. It's showtime for the Bulls. They have to get going right now. Today was an on-time day type of situation, so it was a positive day. So that's step one. But it's step one of many steps forward. Now, let's give another scenario, right? Where the umpire calling balls and strikes. What happens if she just stays down here day in, day out? What will the market be doing? It will be putting in one of these bearish, flaggish kind of things. And if she begins to crack Irene, look out below. So in a net-net type of situation, where are we? She's either got to get going or she's going lower, period full stop. Now, if she hangs around down here for a while, that's going to be signals that she's going lower. So she really needs to get going in the northern direction sooner than later. The Jackson Hole thing is the perfect recipe. The market's waiting on the Fed, waiting on the Fed. The Fed comes out with their announcement, and all of a sudden, the market moves. We don't know which direction it advanced, but this is an excuse to move the tape. Now, remember something else. This is a former breakout area. We've been talking about this for days and days and days. So as long as she sticks around this area and starts back up, it will be that scenario where, hey, all the market did was come back to run a test of a former breakout or breakdown area. In this case, a breakout area. Market broke out above this spot, has come back down to test this spot, filled a gap yesterday. That's checkbox. It's an on-time type of situation. Another checkbox. Overnight, she tested a very, very important area for 10 and change. Checkbox. And guess what? From a trading perspective, the hardest trades are at the areas that produce or promote the most kind of risk. We're at it right now. If you're looking for stuff, you can find something on the 120 chart. We have a little bit of a reversal candle on some pickup in volume based on today's candle ending at 11.30 a.m. This is a two-hour chart. It's the first two hours of the day. They have to get back over that and have some follow-through to make it stick, but also the low is very close to Irene anyway, so if they give up that low, they're likely going down to Irene, and at this point in time, I'm not expecting them to bounce off Irene if they're going back down there. That's kind of just the, in my humble opinion, have seen this too many times before. I really don't want to see them back down or even down during the regular session at Irene. She did it last night. Let's call it a day and get moving on the upside. That's what the bulls need to have happen. The bears want this thing to fall apart. So the bears need them to give up 410. The bears need some information that's going to spark the market on the downside. Either way, it's going to come out of Jackson Hole over the next two days. Mark my words. Inside the numbers, we're going to run through the commentary. We'll circle back to stocks on the move. It was a very quiet day today. It was not a trader's paradise type of day. As we know, these quiet summer doldrums type of days are the ones we just have to tolerate. We have to get through them, get to the other side when volatility comes back in the market. Volatility will probably come back in the market Thursday and or Friday. It'll probably come back in the market for good after Labor Day. 
They were flat at zero dark 30. I'm citing here that Mrs. Market is at a critical area on the chart. We talk about Irene. Everything in here is pretty much I've already covered. We have some stuff on the upside. The bulls need to get over certain numbers. 4.15 again. They'll start working on 4.15 again. 4.15 from yesterday. 4.15 again from today. Five-minute chart. Right of the vertical is today's activity. 4.15 is the horizontal trend line running up across the screen. And guess what? Here it is. 4.15 was your overhead resistance. It was a number that's A, a target because they're going to work on it if they get over the other number, which was 413 and a quarter, 413.35. And as you can see, there's our 413.35 overhead resistance, a little bit of a pullback, and then she goes on to 415. We're moving along. Let's see what we've got as the day gets underway. Remember, service announcement, there will be no inside the numbers on Friday of this week. The live room will be open. Jordan will do some learning stuff. He'll teach some stuff. He'll talk about options or whatever you folks or the folks in there want to discuss. In the interest of time today and a quiet market, I'm going to scroll up, pause the video, read the notes, go back to the charts to double check the work. Here's where above 4.12.35, they get excited for another dollar. The bulls would. They did that. That was early in the day. You saw where they went anyway. We already looked at the chart. Again, pause the video, read the notes. If you're a trader that's active during the day, then you can use this information. You need to understand it. You need to read it. You need to double check the work on the chart. You need to see if you can follow it during the trading day because I guess what? If you can and you should be able to, there's profitable and valuable information in here every single day. Pause it, read them, double check them. And believe me when I tell you, when volatility comes back to this market, the day trading opportunities will again get plentiful. Here's a simple example, 205 post. So 412.50 is holding, and what you saw earlier in the notes if you read them was, if 412.50 holds, it's okay. If not, she's going to fall apart for the day. So if bulls can sustain above 413 and a quarter, they'll try it again. Below, no dice. Above, and they run to 414.35. That was the 205 post, 414.35. So the post was at 205. So that's right over here. The line is now at 414.35. So they were able to get over the first number and they went where? Right to the number 414.35, spiked it by a couple of pennies and then pulled back into the end of the day. 414.35 was cited at least an hour and so earlier. This is the kind of stuff you get in here all day long. You have to read the notes. Stocks on the move. Again, quiet market, four opportunities on the board, SBLK, Eat, Toll, and BABA. Only one hit its number one was a screw job. We're going to look at that too. So we'll look at SBLK and Eat. We'll start with Johnny Screwjob. Eat, the first number on the board was 27.50. The low in the first candle of the day was 27.53. Unfortunately, they came up three pennies short and then absolutely had a rip-roaring rally in the other direction. The high just minutes later was $30.51. That's a $3 rip or over 10% in an hour and 15 minutes off the number in front of my number. Front runners were paid. I was not. The takeaway, the numbers work. SBLK, 
It did the deal, 23.10, came into it, hovered around for a few minutes, went back up in the other direction, base hits put you in the Hall of Fame. You had to have patience with this one. You had to just hold it and wait. Again, the takeaway is, and you got it, the numbers work. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Well, they're doing the thing that they make it look like they're doing the bearish flaggish thing. Now that may be possible, right? So we have a down move here and a bearish wedgish flaggish thing. Unless they can get going, fill the gap and start closing above this gap above 195, then that is precisely what's happening. And if they can't get up and go, it's going to promote another move lower. Now the Irene number, as far as I'm concerned, in the IWM is 187 and change. However, here's the deal. If the S&P gives up Irene, it's not going to matter what the IWM Irene number is. All markets will get thrown out with the bathwater. Remember, it's all the same market. They all go up together. They all go down together. Not to the same magnitude each and every day, but that's basically the theme. Therefore, the IWM is in the same camp as everything we discussed before. It's showtime. The bulls have to get up and go right here, right now. There's not a lot of time left for them to be messing around down near Irene. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Interestingly enough, and if you read the notes from the commentary inside the numbers, you saw that early in the day today, the IWM and the transports were up. So I cited it, looking around the horn. They were up when everything else, or almost everything else, was at least down slightly. So that was something to hang your hat on if you're looking for the bullish case to materialize. You're looking for a bullish case. It's not that you are bullish. It's that you know one exists. And if they can light a match somewhere, they're going to start rallying. So you know that the bullish case is kind of in the hopper. And if they can't get going, well, then the whole other thing starts to unfold. And when I see the transports and IWM rallying, which are my two favorite market leading indicators, IWM number one, transports A number two, but my favorite canary in the coal mine. So now we look a little closer and we find something one step closer to interesting. So the high of this little breakdown candle at the end here, the last breakdown candle in the sequence, it's not a big one, but it's still something, right? So we're looking for stuff to discuss. We're looking for stuff to analyze that can either lead to other stuff or tell us if there's nothing else prevalent that there's nothing there. So they're hovering underneath the 20 period moving average. So that's a negative. That's in the bear side of the ledger. However, something on the bull side of the ledger is the high of this breakdown candle, 14,697 and change. Closing print today, 14,703. So that's something. It's something small, but it's something. We have to look for things that are meaningful. Under normal garden variety conditions, that's meaningful to me. Closing above a breakdown candle high is meaningful to me. They also filled the gap up here by just a smidgen, spiked it by a few points, and then backed off. The fact that they backed off but closed above the last breakdown candle high in the sequence is at least something on the bull side of the ledger. It's in small print, but it's still on the bull side of the ledger. S&P gives up Irene. All bets are off. They're all going down. What about the Q people? No revelations here. It's the same as all the other charts. It looks slightly different than all the other charts, but at the end of the day, 
They have to get going. It's the same scenario. They're either going to do the bearish flaggish thing, they're going to fall, or they're going to get going. There's only three choices. We're going to get one of them over the next two days. The financials, the XLF, made a lower low today, but finished positive. That's a positive at least, but they didn't fill the gap down here. Maybe that's a positive. They're going to trade away from it. But I can tell you this, if they're going to come down and fill the gap, then the other markets are likely going lower simultaneously. So watch out below if that's happening. By the way, I meant to point this out when we looked at the futures chart of the S&P before and I forgot. So here it is. So what did they do? We keep talking about running a test of the former breakout area and all that stuff. Well, this chart looks slightly different than the SPY chart because of gaps and stuff. But here, look at this breakup candle. The low is 41.1375. The low here is 41.18. And the low today is 41.1075, which is basically Irene on the other chart. And what they've done here is run a test of a breakup candle low, and now they're trying to bounce. Now, if they do, they do. If they don't, they don't. But that's what happened. So on one chart, we can say they ran a test of a former breakout area. On the other chart, we can say the same thing. Plus, they ran a test of a breakup candle low. I hope you all have your sticky notes out today. Smash Mouth couldn't really get going today, finished down on the day. And by the way, of note puzzle piece on the table because... Smash Mouth, the Philadelphia Semiconductor Index, is a good proxy for the tech space as a whole. If tech begins to melt down, everything's going to begin to melt down anyway. We're not calling this a meltdown day. We're just saying they couldn't rally, finished down on the day, half a percent, bearish, flaggish kind of thing going on, capped by the 100-period moving average on the daily chart. Watch out below. It's showtime. They all have to get going. Have I mentioned that before? Hopefully, you got the message. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.